my mum, episode two! I can't do that too late because people are out there. 155 on Monday the 13th of September 2013. I am your host Stephen Layton and today I'm somewhere a bit different. I'm on tour again. Um, this is kind of a bit weird because it says I'm a finisher in the Berlin Marathon which happens tomorrow which is a little bit presumptuous of me thinking that I am going to finish it tomorrow because I am completely unfit but I've just been to pick up my number and for some reason they give you the t-shirt at the start and not at the end. So that's why I am wearing the regalia. Hopefully when this comes out, I will have done it and I will have finished. If I haven't, I'll be lying in a ditch somewhere in the suburbs of Berlin. Um, so yes, I'm not gonna do the news this week. I hope you understand why, uh, but I am gonna do the caption, the uh, screen capture of the week. So here's the screen capture. And if that was your screen capture, you know what to do. Get in touch with me and you can get your In My Mug t-shirt, a t-shirt that money cannot buy. Um, so we're doing Focus On. And you remember this Focus On thing? This is the last one of the four. So we've done, uh, what have we done? We've done Catty Moore. We've done F1, we've done SL28, um, and we did, uh, what was the other one we did? We did another one too, I can't remember. But basically, the final one of the focus on is for me, the daddy of all, the, all of the varietals. So it's the Bourbon varietal. Now the Bourbon varietal was planted first in 1708 on what is now known as Reunion Island. It used to be called the Island of Bourbon and it was planted by French missionaries who took it from Ethiopia as one of the first varietals that was found there and planted it and, uh, and started to actually cultivate it. It then made its way into Central South America in the 1800s, 1800s, um, and now is kind of everywhere. It's uh, a varietal that is very low yielding, is very susceptible to pest, is something that uh, doesn't grow easily, there are lots of varietals out there that will give you a much, much bigger yield, but there is something about Bourbon for me that is amazing. That when I cook it, I'm excited, and I normally find that when there's a Bourbon on the table, I'm happy. Um, it's normally more balanced, normally has an interest in acidity, but it's not the most dominant characteristic, not like the SL28 that we tasted uh, at the beginning of the Focus On stuff. It was something that, for me, just has more character to it, more depth, uh, more sweetness, more body. In general, there are bad bourbons out there, don't, <laughs> I see plenty of them. Um, but as a variety, it tends to have more hits than it does misses. Um, this is interesting because the bourbon we're gonna be talking about this week comes from El Salvador. Now, El Salvador is a place that is well known for its bourbons. 70% of the plant stock, and I've said this statistic a lot in the past, but 70% of the plant stock is bourbon. 20% uh, is Pacamara, 5% Pacas, 5% something else. Um, so why is it so much Bourbon in El Salvador? Well, during the 1980s, people realised that Bourbon was low yielding and started to rip out the plants. So they'd be going along, ripping out the plants, putting in plants that were higher yielding, more resistant to pests, more resistant to disease. That was good, 
Because in the 80s, nobody cared about cup quality. Nobody cared about how it tasted. It was only when the specialty scene came along in the 90s that people started to go, ooh, this Bourbon, there's something interesting in this. This is a varietal that has some potential. Now, that 80s to 90s, when everybody was busy ripping out Bourbon, El Salvador was busy trying to kill each other. There was a civil war. Uh, it was a very vicious civil war that went on for a long time and stopped in the early 90s. Just at this time where people were going, ooh, what's that varietal that's over there? That's quite good. So, Bourbon has a long history of it in El Salvador. The Pacas varietal that we've talked about in the past, that's interesting because that is a, a mutation of Bourbon. So, Bourbon that is mutated into something else. So, there's lots of that going on in El Salvador too. Pacas is something that's ended up being mixed with Maragajit and turned into Pacamaras. So, lots of interesting things about the varietal of Bourbon. And I felt it was a really good one to finish on because it's a coffee that I love. It's also really good because this farm I love a lot too. So the farm is called Santa Patrona. It's on the Santrana volcano. has an altitude of around about 1,400, 1,500 metres above sea level. It has a mixture of varietals of Bourbon, Pacamara and Pacas. This year, luckily, we have all three, um, which I, I'm so excited about. Pacamara is exclusive to us because they don't produce so much there. Um, that's going to be changed in the near future because they're ramping up production, which we are excited about. Um, but the farm is owned by the Pacas family. Pacas family, been talking about Pacas. It is the same family. They're a very famous coffee growing family in El Salvador, and there are quite a few of them. But uh, this farm is run by uh, Federico Pacas. It's his father's farm, and, and Father Pacas, I can't remember his first name, which is very bad of me, but I, I deal with Federico and Lily, who's his sister. Um, Lily is a uh, co-owner of a coffee shop in El Salvador, it gets confusing, but she's a co-owner of a coffee shop in El Salvador called Beaver Espresso, um, who had the World Barista Champion of 2011 and have been friends for a long time with us. I think I, I have told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. The way that we found this coffee was, we roasted the coffee for Alejandro, who won the WBC. I did I mention that? Uh, I do mention it a lot. And uh, as a thank you, Lily, who uh, I've already explained who Lily is, invited me uh, to a picnic. And we went up to a father's farm for this picnic. And when we're on the farm, we're walking around and we're looking at the plants and we're looking at the, you know, all of the house and all of the surrounding areas and all of the, the processing parts. I'm thinking, this is an amazing farm. It's very organised, it's very clean, it's very tidy. Those are normally signs that the coffee's going to be good. But Lily didn't want to turn it into a trying to sell me coffee trip. We were there to have fun and have some beers, have some food, enjoy each other's, you know, everybody's company, and we had like a little party. And as I was leaving, I said to Lily's brother, Federico, can I grab some samples of here? And he was like, yeah, sure. Got the samples. Didn't make a big fuss about it. Stuck them in my bag. When we got home, Roast this boys, threw it at the, the roasters to, to, to get them to do the samples. And we were cooking it, and it was this lot, it was the Bourbon lot, and I just remember stopping in my tracks and going, oh my days, this is amazing, what is it? And when the card turns over and it's Santa Patrona, I am so excited. So it's really good that we kind of, from a friendship, on a blind table, the coffee still stood up, um, and we're really excited to be working with them. When I say the farm is organized, like, it's so organised. They have the best Paras method. Paras is where they bend the tree over 
and more shoots come off the tree and actual whole bushes can grow from the root system which is a good well-established root system but with new growth the best paddock system I've ever seen anywhere in the world the farm and the mill are so organised so well looked after it is like a finely tuned machine and these are the things that can make coffee amazing so um, some details of the farm it's called Santa Petrona nearest city to it is Santa Ana, uh, as it's on the Santa Ana volcano, uh, pop, uh, at altitude of 1400 metres to 1500 metres above sea level. Varietals that they grow are the Pacamara, Pacas, and this one, the Bourbon, uh, is fully washed. We do have the full natural and the natural of this, but this is the fully washed one, um, which for me is still my favourite out of all three. I love the others, but I love this one more. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. So, what I'm going to do is going to whack you on pause. I'm going to show you an old map bit. Now, my computer has been broken for the past four weeks, which I do the map bits on. So, this is the one that I did for the Pacamara a few months back. I'm sorry if it talks about Pacamara in there a little bit, but it's the best I can do. Um, I'm going to show you the map bit and be back with you in just a second with some drinks and the very kind people who have let me film this in their coffee shop. So, I'll be back with you in just a second. It's the map bit. No expense spent, it's the map bit. We know what we do here, don't we? We go down to Hasbeen Towers. We can see where we are there and we go back up. And this time we're going to Central America! Yay! So let's look, we've got Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama, but we want El Salvador! <laughs> But before we do that, there are seven coffee-growing countries, which is all of them, a population of 41 uh, million. And uh, you can see they're twice the land mass size of the UK for the entire um, Central America. But let's look at El Salvador. Now, you can see El Salvador is a, it's a tiny country. It really is quite small. Uh, to give you context, it's around about the size of Wales um, uh, with less population. So, uh, yeah, let's go in. So the name, El Salvador, population, 6 million. The size is 21,000 square kilometres. And the capital city is called San Salvador. A fine, fine place and a booming city. Uh, booming population and booming uh, economics and all the rest. But we want to go and look at our... Look at that. It's perfect. It's a little band of delicious, amazing fantastic coffees it is such a small area but so blessed with amazing coffees but we want to kind of get down a little bit more we're going to get down a little bit more and we can see here el retiro to the left and santa patron to the right and that little access road they share it used to be in days gone by the same farm um which is just crazy um but really really cool like you see that coffee there that is the Pacamara. So it's all around the house. Every coffee tree you see there is the coffee that you're going to be drinking this week on the in my mug. Um, but that is the Pacamara lot exactly. The trees, the bit where this came from, which I think is super when you can get that level of detail. So the farm is called Santa Patrona. The altitude is 14,050 metres above sea level. The varietal for this one is the Pacamara. They also have Bourbon and they also have Pacas. Um, and the nearest uh, town is Santa Ana, which is the second biggest city in El Salvador. Um, yeah, and that was the map bit.
And we are back, and I am joined by Ivo and Yvonne. It is Yvonne, phew. And I'm one of the worst with names. I am probably the worst with names. And I thought, it is Yvonne. And then I'm thinking, but Colleen's wife's Yvonne. Am I mixing these up with Colleen? So, yeah. Okay. So, we're going to try the coffee. Um, the team here have very kindly made us um, a brewed version of it. We're not going to be doing the espresso today because I didn't want to do espresso today. Um, and we didn't have enough coffee with us to dial in anyway, so we would have been here forever. Look, I've got my finishers mug again. <laughs> Presumptuous, because I haven't run yet. Good luck, Oh, thank you, thank you. But they've already said I've finished, so it's fine. Look, I've yeah, you're finished. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to try the coffee together, um, so let's uh, dive in. So the thing for me with this coffee, first off, it's super sweet. Mm -hmm. um, lots of like caramel and chocolate. And acidity, but it's very muted. It's a very low acidity in there. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, a, for me, the perfect example of Bourbons from El Salvador. They tend to be sweet. They make great espresso and great brews, you know. It's, it's great. Yeah. Nice, nice balance, mm. good body. This is exactly it. and. and I was saying the, um, when I was talking about Bourbon, they tend to have good balance, good body, sweet, interesting. Um, it's super well processed. They did, they process it very well, and um, the brewing was very good. The brewing, was <laughs> which is a perfect link into where we are today. So um, atmosphere. <laughs> so. I, I met Ovo and Yvonne uh, just last week uh, when I came to Berlin for the Roasters, what was it called? Uh, Roaster Roast Campus. Campus, Coffee Campus and uh, the German um, Barista Championship. Which I was amazed at how many, pe how many Roasters had come together for an event like that. It was really positive to see. It's, um, I mean it's uh, 13, 13, 14? 14. 14, 14 Roasters from all, the whole of uh, Germany. It's really good, really good. good and also the barista championships were going on, as you say, which was so many talented baristas up there as well. Um, talented cup tasters as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but like, to see an event like that in Germany is really exciting because last year there wasn't a barista championship, was there? Yes, was a lot of problems. Exactly, so this year the problems have been sorted and it was a great event and Ivo, I kind of pestered him if I could come and record this in the shop because lots of my customers come to Berlin. In fact, I had one come last week that came to the other shop, had a really good experience. Um, but they want to know where good coffee is in Berlin. So, where can they find you? Uh, where can they find your shops um, in Berlin? So, in Berlin, we have uh, two. One is uh, here, this is uh, Aka Street uh, 173. Yeah. And uh, the other one is in Castagna uh, Nali, uh, 45. I will try and put something up on the screen with those addresses on, but if you don't get them, <laughs> drop a comment in the comments and I'll put them below as well. Um, but it, and there's not just you in Berlin as well, is it? There's other people starting to do good things with coffee. It must be an exciting city to be in for coffee now. Yes, uh, in the future we hope uh, it's come much more better coffee also for the clients, not for the customers. And not only what we do in the coffee shop, and also the clients and the customers are having more taste in coffee. 
It's amazing this shot as well. I don't know if you can see out there, but there is. It's like it's like has been, but in real life. Like <laughs> still red, red. No red. No <laughs> red. I did comment about the lack of red, um, but you know you can't have everything. Um, but no, it's, it's a really cool shot just of like equipment as well. So not boxes, tampers. Um, everything. It's just it, machines. Machines. <laughs> the bonus and Nellies, which of course we love as well. So um, it's really good to see that something like this is working in Berlin. It's 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 super exciting. Um, I said thank you very much for letting me do this here. It's much better than me recording this in the hotel room, which is I have done that in the past. Uh, <laughs> but it's really good to see something like this in Berlin as well. I'm so excited to be here. It's been very kind of you. Thank you very much for joining us, and do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. <laughs> and there's not a lot of bad coffee in Berlin either, which is good. It's good coffee. And I had Costa Rican early. If you come in, have the Costa Rican geisha. Very good. Bye bye. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you guys. Perfect. That is absolutely perfect. Awesome.